You are listening to the weekly podcast of Northeast Baptist Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We pray you enjoy today's message. Psalm 51. Psalm 51. And as you journey to Psalm 51, I want to say we thank God for the visitors that have come out and joined us here today. Come on, Northeast, look around. If you're a visitor, just raise your hand this morning. If you're a visitor at Northeast, somebody from Northeast, look around and just greet them. Tell them, thank you. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for coming this morning. We welcome you here. You can feel at home here. Give God praise here. So good to see you, Janelle, Kiera, and Kendra. Kiera is doing an amazing work, and we look forward to her college decision real soon. We're proud of our young people that we've watched grow up right here in this sanctuary. Psalm 51, if you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, say, wait a minute, preacher. If you're still looking, you got a real good shot if you just open up the Bible. (laughs) Psalm 51. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. It may sound a little different from yours, but that's all right. It's a Psalm of David. Have mercy on me, O Lord, O God. Because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But your desire, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me now. Let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes from the thought, please pardon me. 
please pardon me. A pardon is defined as an act or an act of forgiving or being forgiven of an error or an offense. And when pardons are granted to some, they seem shocking, controversial, and undeserved. For example, President Andrew Johnson pardoned every Confederate soldier that rebelled against the United States at the end of the Civil War. The majority of Americans were not happy with this fact. After President Richard Nixon resigned in disgrace for his role in the Watergate crimes, his successor, President Gerald R. Ford, extended to him a pardon. The Democrats were in an uproar over this pardon. Likewise, President Jimmy Carter, a man who we are all praying for right now, he pardoned every man and every woman that dodged the draft during the Vietnam War. Men and women that served valiantly in the armed forces were not happy with this. Can I make this personal? God, somebody say God, through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, pardoned your pastor, Jonathan Mason, for being out of alignment with his will. For each and every lie I ever told, for each and every person I've hurt with my sinful ways and my ungodly attitude. Oh, I wonder sometimes if you knew who I used to be. <laughs> Would you still hear me preach? I wonder if you knew sometimes how I used to act. Would you still be a part of this church? And even today, there are those that are not happy about the fact that I received my pardon. But the beautiful thing about a pardon is, once it's granted, once it's bestowed upon you, there's not one thing your enemy, your adversaries, or the devil in hell can do about it. You've been released. You've been freed. You've been guilt. Your guilt has been erased because you humbled yourself to the Lord and asked him to pardon you. My sin may not be your sin. Your sin may not be my sin. But the same pardon that was made available to me is the same pardon that's been made available to each and every one of you. And I wonder if I got just about 20 saints that ought to shame to thank God this morning that'll testify with me and I'll make 21 that God pardoned you. You were in the midst of a burning hell on your way to eternal damnation. But the Lord... I wish somebody in here would testify, but the Lord, can I get a witness in here today? But the Lord stepped in, and when man said you should die, God said you should live. 
somebody ought to give God praise for their parted. Oh, I need to stay there for a minute because uh, some of y'all are looking at me like you're funny, uh, like you've never sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, but if you know like I know, like I know and you know uh, where you've been and where the Lord has brought you from, you ought to give God praise right now. There is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. That is Ecclesiastes 7.20. So we ought not turn our nose up and look funny at folk, but we ought to have a heart of love for each and everybody we come in contact with because we ought to be able to say this with a surety. If the Lord could save me, Oh, y'all not praying with me this morning. <laughs> if the Lord could deliver me, then he can deliver anybody. We all have been guilty of allowing sin to manifest itself in our lives. But we thank God for our pardon. We thank God that we've been set free. We thank God that he's released us. Here in this 51st Psalm, David, the king of all Israel, teaches us how to approach God when we're in need of a partner. Can I tell you something? When you go to the judge on the earthly court, you can't just walk up to the judge any old kind of way. You can't just say whatever you want, but there are some protocols and there are some things that you must do if you want a pardon from the earthly judge. But if you want a pardon from God, you can't just approach God any old kind of way. There are some things that you've got to do. David was a mess. As a matter of fact, David was just plain messy. Y'all ever met anybody that was just plain messy? Now, come on, let me ask that again. You ever met somebody that was just plain messy? Now, if that person is sitting next to you, just look at me and blink real fast. You don't, you, you don't have to say amen. But I think in life we can all agree we come across some messy people. David was, David was messy, y'all. Listen to his story, and if you want to get the full breadth and width of his story, you can find it in 2 Samuel, the 11th chapter. But I'll give you just a little truncated version. Here it is. Israel was at war with the Ammonites, and David should have been out in the field fighting with his men. But in this particular situation, David decided to stay behind at the palace. And I got to let you know something. An idle mind, this is what grandma used to tell me, is the devil's playground. Anybody ever heard that other than me? See, they used to try to keep us busy in the summertime. You can't just sit up in this house. You got to go do something because if you don't go do something, then you're sure enough are going to get in trouble. Oh, none of y'all was raised old school like me. David was behind at the palace. He stayed behind. 
And one night he goes up on his rooftop and he looks across the way and he sees a fine black sister. Say amen, man. <laughs> he sees a fine black sister taking a bath across the way. And can I tell you something? Your pastor ain't been saved all his life. I understand where David was. David sent his men to find out who this woman was. Some of the brothers in here know what I'm talking about. Man, go find out who that is uh, sitting at the lunch table. I see my young brother right there raising his hand. That's right, you know. Yeah. See, back in my day, what we would do is write our phone number down on a little slip of paper. And it, yeah, y'all. David sent his men to go find out who this woman was. They came back. They said, they said, oh, king, her name is Bathsheba. And she is the wife of one of your great military leaders, man by the name of Uriah. Now, can I tell you something? Lust and temptation will make you do some strange things. I did. I, I ordered a new microphone, but I think this one's still working. Lust and temptation will make you do some dangerous things. Hello, somebody. Lust and temptation, watch this. It'll make you do some straight up dumb things. Anybody ever been there? Now, now, now here's what David should have done. When the men came back and said, this is your great warrior's wife. That should have been it right there. Don't y'all judge David. Because some of y'all male and female been in the same situation. Yeah. David. David was caught up and overwhelmed with lust and temptation. Uh, if the song was written back then, I could imagine she's a brick house playing in the background. She might, might, I'm sorry. David still sent for the woman. Now watch this. David could have had any woman he wanted. He had a harem. This man Uriah had one wife. He still sent for Bathsheba. Some of y'all are like, whoa, this is really going on in the Bible? <laughs> David laid with Bathsheba. David committed adultery with Bathsheba. And three months later, Bathsheba sent word that she was expecting a child. Now, I believe in this statement. 
the more things change, the more things stay the same. Y'all think some of the stuff y'all done now and in your past is new, but it was being done thousands of years ago. Let me tell you what David did. David called for Uriah under the guise that he was going to get an update from Uriah on the war. But when he was done talking to Uriah, he urged Uriah to go and be, somebody say be, be with his wife. But, but I, 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 David was trying to play tricks. But I told you Uriah was a loyal soldier. So the Bible says when he sent Uriah to be with his wife, Uriah stayed at the palace and slept in front of the palace with the servants. David got frustrated. He tried a couple more times to get Uriah to go and be, somebody say be, be with his wife. But each time, Uriah refused. So finally, David, y'all don't mind if I give you some background, do you? Finally, David sent a letter to Joab and told Joab, said, Send Uriah to the front line of the hottest battle. And, and, and when you get to the front line, have everybody else retreat back and leave him there on his own so that he might die. And, and this, is, this is a man that was blessed by God, anointed by God to be king of all Israel. And now here he is. Guilty of adultery and guilty of murder. Bible says that after Uriah died, David took Bathsheba as his wife. I told you he was messy. And you may believe that these actions aren't worthy of forgiveness, but I'm so glad. Let me say that again. Some of y'all may listen to this and believe that his actions are not worthy of forgiveness. But I'm so glad. Can I, I got to say it one more time. Some of y'all may look at me and think that my actions are not worthy of forgiveness. But I'm so glad. Some folk may look at you, 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 and you. Some that know your record. I don't know everything you've done, but there are some folk out there that have majored in knowing your business. And they may believe that you are not worthy of a pardon. But I'm so glad that we serve a God of multiple chances. I wish I had a witness up in this church. Is there anybody in the building that's living on multiple chances that'll give God praise because over and over and over and over again. I'm so glad I love y'all. Let me be very clear. I love you, but I'm so glad you are not my God. Because if you were my God, and let's be real, if I was some of your God, you wouldn't be here right now. But I give God praise that in spite of my shortcomings, 
I give God praise that in spite of my bad attitude, that God still woo, is working in my favor. But can I tell you something? We serve a good God. But he has a way, Sister Wilkerson, of bringing the stuff that you do in the dark in the light. Somebody say, thank you. Yeah, some of the stuff I've done hadn't been brought to the light yet. God sent Nathan the prophet to David. And, exp and David sin was exposed. See, see, here's the thing. Our God is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. And he's omniscient. What are you saying, Pastor? God sees all. He hears all. He knows all. And he's everywhere. And we ought to stop trying to fool a man that cannot see and start trying to please a God that sees everything and knows all about us. David recognized the error of his ways. And here in Psalm 51, he now presents himself to God and asks him, Lord, please pardon me. As I, as I cross the field and begin to make my way to the seat, I just want you to know David did three things in this text. The first thing David did was to repent. Uh, repent means to feel regret or to feel contrition. Repent, get this y'all, means to turn away from sin and turn towards God. Repent means to apologize. Somebody say apologize and mean it. Have you ever had somebody apologize to you? But in their apology, they include caveats, conditions, amendments, and a bad attitude. Let me give you some examples. Let me give you some examples. Deacon Shuford, I'm sorry. But, somebody say but. But the way you approach me caused me to act in an unseemly way. Conditions, caveats, and an attitude. Kevin, I'm sorry, but they told me you said this or you said that. Can I share my favorite one with you? Uh, 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 uh. If I offended you in any way, y'all ever had anybody say that to you? If you know what in the world you did, if I hurt your feelings in any way, then I'm sorry. We approach God with the same half-hearted apologies. But if you really want God's forgiveness, you got to ask for your pardon by pouring yourself out to him. Uh, you got to put pride aside and empty yourself before the Lord. See, God doesn't want your worldly possessions. He doesn't want your advanced articulation or letters of recommendation from professional conduct. What he wants is a humble spirit. And when you humble yourself before him, he will hear you. 
In verse 1 and 2, David said, have mercy on me. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify my sins. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that hears and answers prayer? And the song says, he'll answer us by and by. Oh, is there anybody else in the building that, that, that knows that they were immersed in a world of sin? But Jesus stepped in. He washed us of our filth. And when we realized the error of our ways, we went to him in sincerity and humility and asked for forgiveness. I want you to know that his grace is sufficient. If we want to pardon, church, we got to repent. Secondly, David shows us that we must then acknowledge our sin. So you got to repent, but then you got to acknowledge your sin. Verse 3 says, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done evil in your sight. Beloved, you have to acknowledge your sins to God and confess what they are. And just as we're specific with our prayer request, we must also be specific with our confessions. And wait a second. And notice I said, confess your sins to God. Confess your sins to God. Now, I know James writes in, in James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another. But before you do that, you need to ask God to give you a spirit of discernment. We got to stop telling our business to everybody. Stop pouring out your heart to everybody. I keep telling you that everybody is with, with you is not for you. There's some mean and cruel folk out in this world that will use your vulnerabilities against you. Stop thinking you can go tell your deepest, innermost secrets to everybody. Some folk are just standing around trying to get close to you so they can figure out what you've done. But you better confess your sins to God. And confession is good for the soul. Confession clears the way for fellowship. Confession clears the way for worship. And confession clears the way for God's forgiveness. David's actions teach us to repent for our transgressions, to acknowledge our sins. But finally, David teaches us to pray for restoration. Uh, here are some of the things David pleased for God to do starting in verse 7. He says, purify my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. That's restoration, y'all. Creating me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Beloved, you need to understand this morning that sin separates us from God. Sin breaks our relationship with God. Sin 
scatters our broken pieces all over. But we serve a God that can put our broken pieces back together again. How many of you know that the potter wants to put you back together again? If you're broken, stop by. If you need healing, stop by. If you're hurting, stop by. If you need blessings, stop by. The potter, the potter, the potter wants to put you back together again. Is there anybody in the building that needs the potter to step in and do a miracle in your life? Is there anybody in the building that can testify that the potter picked you up, put you back together, turned you around, placed your feet on solid ground. Say yeah, 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 yeah. When I think of how he brought me through and how he changed my life, my soul, my soul, my soul is overwhelmed. I got joy. Joy, 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 joy to walk right, joy to talk right, joy to live right, joy to pray right. Is there anybody that has joy? Because you know that he worked it out. He worked it out. Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he make a way? Won't he work it out? Won't he heal your body? Won't he give you joy? Yeah! 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 Yes, Lord! Yeah! 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 Yes, Lord! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you for saving my soul! Thank you for making me whole! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! I got joy! Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.